number two, the Pete Callender Show here on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I'm Pete. You can email me, Pete, at the Pete Callender Show. Funny how that works. Also, the phone number 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also follow me on the Twitter machine at Pete Callender. So, John Daniel Davidson. What is it with the multiple names today in the stories? Anyway, got a piece at thefederalist.com called The Constitutional Crisis That Roe v. Wade Set in Motion Is Now Upon Us. You've heard me discuss this, I think, in the uh, last few days, in that, and, and, and honestly, I don't even know if I've outlined like my position on abortion, per se. Everything I've discussed so far is strictly about process from a federalism viewpoint, and also the leak, you know, that sort of how that happened and the politics around that the reactions and such. But right now, there's there's no sense in me having any kind of an argument about, you know, when does viability begin and what the law should be and all of this stuff. There's no point in having those arguments right now because they're premature, right? I don't, I don't have any influence right now, nobody does, to do anything because we are still waiting for the actual opinion. And I, I recognize that that doesn't help sell newspapers, but yelling the sky is falling, well, that has always helped to sell newspapers. Like, literally helped to sell them. I've said this before. Nobody buys a newspaper from a kid standing on a corner screaming, absolutely nothing happened today. Read all about it, right? So John Daniel Davidson, he says, it's without question that the most important news story in the country is this leaked draft, and if it stands... It'll be the most important political development in a generation. But it's also more than these things. Whether the draft opinion stands or falls, this is a great moment of moral clarity for the nation and a time of great peril. Now we see, as we rarely have over the past five decades, the severity of what Roe inaugurated in 1973 and Casey sustained in 1992. By snatching the question of abortion from the American people and their elected representatives and doing so with such shoddy jurisprudence that it has since distorted many other areas of constitutional law, Roe v. Wade divided the nation and sowed the seeds of a constitutional crisis. And the contours of that crisis are now coming into view. He says, as I have said, that I expect... States will approach this topic, uh, these laws, and, and how to craft their policies. If that, if that draft ends up becoming the final opinion, and it's largely unchanged, right, <clears throat> then I anticipate states would start adopting different laws. And maybe, you know, maybe there becomes a, a template, sort of boilerplate legislation that gets replicated in various states. But I suspect you're going to have states kind of all over the map on this stuff. I think there's going to be uh, a lot of different versions of these types of laws. And some will be bad, and some will be good, and some will be really bad. <laughs> right? They're going to have a lot of variety. He says, though, that this is not sustainable. And so th- why I'm bringing this to you is because when I read this, it got me thinking in a longer-term way. Because I thought, you know, short-term to midterm, I guess, is, yeah, you're going to have different states that are going to enact different laws. 
But what's the long-term prospect here? So the upshot is here that, uh, it seems at least, is that Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, are prepared to use every available tool at their disposal to intimidate the Supreme Court and to bend it to their will. And if you don't believe that there is a wink and a nod approach going on right now between the Democrats, media, and their shock troops that are protesting in the streets, take a listen to this exchange between Peter Ducey and Jen Circleback Pisaki. Thank you, Jen. Sorry to see you go. Are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and you've always been a good sport. Thank you. As have you. On behalf of everybody, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to see you out there, Kareem. So, you guys spent some time yesterday talking about what you think are the extreme wings of the Republican Party. Do you think the progressive activists that are now planning protests outside some of the justices' houses are extreme? Peaceful protest? No, peaceful protest is not extreme. Some of these justices have young kids, but their neighbors are not all public figures. So would the president think about waving off activists that want to go into residential neighborhoods in Virginia and Maryland? Uh, Peter, look, I think our view here is that peaceful protest, there's a long history in the United States and the country of that. So let me stop for a second, because what her answer to that question is totally fine. That's what he asked her, is this extreme? These people that are protesting these justices' house, is this extreme? Would you consider that to be extreme? Because that's what you called the Trump voters and the Supreme Court justices, right? This rule or this opinion, this leaked opinion. Is this extreme? And she says, peaceful protest? No. So in other words, have at it, mob. Go out, videotape the Supreme Court justices at their homes, broadcast their home addresses, because this is they've already done this, by the way. This has already occurred. By the way, are you allowed to do this to judges? Not really. There are actual statutes that say this is a form of intimidation. Like, all right, let's swap out uh, whoever the she, her, or they, them are. Right? Like, let's swap those people out that are out there protesting in the streets for social justice and women's health care and all that. You're going to get rid of them, and let's put in place, eh, let's say somebody who's not exactly in it for the politics. How about the Gambino crime family? How about that? And it's a family. It's a very large family. you got a lot of different families, like actual families that are in the family. Anyway, why could they not organize a protest at a judge's house? We, we want justice for, you know, our crime boss family. Or our crime family boss, right? We for for the boss. We we want justice for him, and justice means letting him go. Free the crime boss. Free the crime boss. And they show up at the judge's house, right? And they just start protesting peacefully. Peacefully. Is that allowed? She says yes, that's fine. That that's the standard. Okay. That's the standard, folks. You got your orders. Leftists are going to show us first how far they're willing to go on this stuff. And then, as I usually make this prediction in these circumstances, you're really not going to like it when the right starts doing it to you.
Can't play that song anymore on the radio. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Happy Friday. <clears throat> so John Daniel Davidson, writing at thefederalist.com, talks about the constitutional crisis that Roe v. Wade set in motion is now upon us. And he says that the upshot is that it seems Democrats and media are prepared to use every available tool at their disposal to intimidate the Supreme Court and to bend it to their will. We have seen these threats communicated via Chuck Schumer, via the mob, via protesters, and even in that press uh, briefing at the White House where Peter Ducey from behind his mask, I'm sorry that the audio was muffled, but he's wearing a mask. Um, Peter Ducey is asking Jen Psaki, I guess on her last day, is this her, was that her last day? I don't know. Uh, but uh, she's, he's, he's asking her, well, is this extreme that you're seeing these progressives going to the homes of the U.S. Supreme Court justices in order to protest? And what is the point of the protest, by the way? Think about that. What is the point of somebody or some bodies going down to a judge's house standing out front dressed up as, you know, female genitalia or the handmaid's tale, whatever, and they're out there in costumes. What's the point? Even if they're just peaceful, even if they just stand there and they just kind of stare at the uh at, at the house or they just hold their signs. You know, protect birthing people's rights, that sort of thing. Like what what if what if they're just there to do that and there's no violence at all? But what's the point of that? Do you think that the judges are unaware that a great number of people are going to disagree with their legal opinion on the matter? Do you think they're unaware of that? Do you think that you may be conveying some sort of intimidation just by being there? That you're you're basically saying you need to decide this differently than how I think you're going to decide it based on the leaked document, right? You got five judges and Roberts, they're going to target him too. So you got six, the six Republicans that are going to be targeted based on the leaked document, which is what I speculate is precisely the point of leaking the document. It's to apply public pressure in order to manipulate the justices, to have them change their minds out of fear. Fear of retribution, whatever. Fear that someone's going to attack them. Fear that they're not going to get invited to cocktail parties. I don't know what their fear, but that's the whole point. You're trying to influence their ruling. That is illegal. You are not allowed to do that. If these were jurors, you would be arrested for that. In fact, didn't some reporter recently get arrested? Some guy, some freelance journalismer who was on orders from uh, New York MSNBC desk to follow the jury in, what was that trial? What was the trial they were following? Was it the Rittenhouse trial? I forget. Yeah, it may have been the Rittenhouse trial, where they were following the jurors. You're not allowed to do that. There's a reason why these laws end up existing. You're trying to intimidate a judge into affecting the outcome of a legal proceeding that undermines the credibility of the institution. And now that the, the, the first version, this initial draft got leaked, 
if a different version comes out, now we're going to have to wonder, did it work? Did the intimidation work? And that undermines the credibility of the courts. This is why I said the other day, the damage done to the institution has been grave. It is grave. It is long-lasting. Because no matter what happens now, whether the if the ruling comes, well, I shouldn't say no matter what happens, because if the ruling comes out and it's 5-4 or 6-3 and it's identical to the draft that leaked out, then I think there is some protection of the court's reputation. But if there's any changes, if you see any of the conservative justices peel off, if you see the wording get changed, I don't know how you recover from that. Because it shows that the mob intimidation tactic works. And then I guess we should all employ it, right? That's how we're going to get our way, right? By force. Might makes right, right? Isn't that, that's the standard you guys are laying out for us. You don't get to play by one standard and we have to play by another. So I, I think that's how this goes. And that's a terrible place for a society to be. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Let's get back to this audio. This is Peter Ducey asking Jen Psaki, hey, so uh, is it cool to have these progressives show up at the houses of the U.S. Supreme Court justices to protest what they're drafting and debating and hammering out the details on for the Dobbs case that could overturn Roe v. Wade as per this leaked draft of the opinion? Is this cool? Is this extreme? Because you call these Republicans extreme. So is this extreme behavior by progressives to go to their homes to protest? Peaceful protest? No. Peaceful protest is but not extreme. Some of these justices have young kids, but their neighbors are not all public figures. So but would the president think about waving off activists that want to go into residential neighborhoods in Virginia and Maryland? So think again, hear the, hear the question, hear the answer, right? Is this extreme? She says, peaceful protests, no, are not extreme. They're not. So so that is a green light. Green light to the leftist wacko mob to go hang out and target and intimidate justices' homes. As long as you don't engage in violence. But you can kind of do the, you could stand there doing the, you know, fist into the open hand kind of thing. Maybe bring a bat, just have it sitting on your shoulder, you know. I'm not committing no violence. I'm just standing here watching you every day. And then he says, well, everybody else around there, they're not, they're not public figures. They got small kids, right? Like, what about them? Like, you're saying that this is all okay for these other people to be subjected to this kind of uh, neighborhood intimidation tactic? Neighborhoods in Virginia and Maryland. Peter, look, I think our view here is that peaceful protest, there's a long history in the United States and the country of that. And we certainly encourage people to uh, keep it peaceful and not resort to any level of violence. Let me tell you what I was referring to and what the president was referring to yesterday. Not about the yesterday, so just about moving forward. These activists posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. Is that the kind of thing this president wants to help your side make their point? 
Look, I think the president's view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of uh, sadness from many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document. Okay. Uh, we obviously want people's privacy to be respected. We want people to protest peacefully if they want to to protest. That is certainly what the president's view would be. So he doesn't care if they're protesting outside the Supreme Court or outside someone's private residence. I, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. I want it, we, we want it, of course, to be peaceful. And certainly the president would want people's uh, privacy to be respected. But I think we shouldn't lose the point here. The reason people are protesting is because women across the country are worried about their fundamental rights that have been law for 50 years, their rights to make choices about their own bodies and their own health care are at risk. That's why people are protesting. They're unhappy. They're scared. The president's position on choice has evolved over time, so just checking for his official position. Does he support any limits on abortion right now? Peter, the president has spoken, has talked about his position many times. He supports the right of a woman to make choices about her own body with her doctor. But I know that one of the Democrats that he endorsed and uh, who won their primary this week, Tim Ryan, uh, said yesterday that he does not support any limits on abortion. Is that where the president's thinking is now? The president has stated his view many times. So does the president support abortion up until the, the moment of birth? The president has spoken about this many times, Peter, and I would refer you to his own comments about abortion and a woman's right to choose and make decisions about her body with her doctor, which is what any of those women would do. This is the problem. Joe Biden has been like all over the map on abortion related matters. So she Psaki does not know. See, this is what I mean. They they cannot articulate where their limiting principles are on this. All they have is this women's right to choose women's right to choose. And by the way, you heard correctly there that as long as women are worried, women are scared, then mob intimidation is justified. That's the standard. Look, so as long as a woman is worried about something, they can go camp out in front of your house and intimidate you into changing your mind about what the law says. That's what they're, that's the point here. Because if, you're not trying to change their minds. If you're not trying to threaten or intimidate them into changing their opinion, their the, the, the written opinion being drafted, if that's not the intent, then you would do it at the Supreme Court building. You wouldn't do it at their homes. You wouldn't be publishing maps to their house. You wouldn't be publishing videos showing their home addresses. You wouldn't be doing that. But honestly, like I'm trying to imagine if this is now the standard that if – Women are worried that now we're allowed to go organize mobs to stand out in front of houses. I mean, I mean, really, is that the standard? Just if a woman is worried? Because that happens like all the time. <laughs> News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Kevin says that he drives a gray forerunner and he just proactively turned on his headlights before the rain even hit. Good job, Kevin. Now, do you zipper merge? That's the question. Do you or do you not zipper merge? Uh, let me go over here to James and get him on the program. Hello, James. Welcome to the program. What's going on? Oh, I was just enjoying listening to what you were talking about. I'd been reading up on it before I tuned in. Okay. Uh, it appears that there's at least two different sites that are sending out 
this information and telling everybody to go over and terrorize the Supreme Court. There, did you say there are two different sides? No, two different uh, sites. Oh, yeah, uh, websites. I got you. Okay, yeah, two different websites, two different organizations. Yeah, there are a couple. Yeah. Well, there are a couple of, and some of them have already been to these houses over the last few months. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is that when I was in school, what they were teaching us was that if you have an organization who is attempting to terrorize a group into making a political decision, then that is a textbook definition of terrorism. Yeah, if uh, uh, pressuring the, or targeting civilians, targeting uh, innocent people uh, in war, for example, targeting them in order to get them to affect a policy change in their government, that is textbook definition of terrorism, yes. So what these people are doing on their websites is a textbook definition of terrorism. They are trying to terrorize uh, the justices into doing what they want done. No, no, James, this is different because they're uh, they're of the left. So that standard, oh. right, it's different for them. They get to do this. They are allowed to terrorize people. I mean, did you not learn anything from the Summer of Love 2020 when they burned cities? Oh, you well, you mean our friends at Black Lives Matter and Antifa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, right, like they Those were allowed to do that. COVID, you know, COVID had adjudicated them to be righteous, and so it did not smite anybody. They were free to move about and cough on each other and all that. During the height of a pandemic, they were allowed right. to do all of that. They were not held to account for that. So, yeah, well, and, and even so if now. I'm where, if, if, if I'm at a uh, Antifa gathering, I can loot, commit arson, Rob, assault, yes, and destroy personal property. Yeah, generally, yeah, that's the idea. Oh, okay, just right. as long as I am, but I can't, I can't do that if I'm uh, a conservative. Uh, no, if you right, if you're like at a Trump rally, then actually, uh, it's the exact opposite. Then you are allowed to be attacked. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know of any Trump rallies where they robbed, looted, and did anything. No, but so. but people can stand outside of the rally. And then assault you, and then True. you would get charged, like what happened up in Asheville uh, in 2016. That's those are the rules. Like I don't make these rules, James. But uh, now I have considered maybe creating an organization called Antifa, maybe with an H at the end of it, or A U N T Y or A U N T I E anti fa f a. It's just something like that, and then we could engage in these types of behaviors. Without repercussions, because we'd be Antifa. Oh, okay. See what I mean? I, gotta, that's a solution. There, there has to be some logic here. I just no, uh, it no, completely escapes me. No, no, there's no logic here at all. That's postmodernism, okay. James. That's the that, that's the hallmark. Sorry, no, no logic. All right, no logic, no logic. Right. Have a great weekend, sir. You as well. All right, buddy. Take it easy. Now that's the again fundamental flaw in the thinking is that logic applies that is not happening here that is not the case so we already know that president biden and the democrats are willing to pack the court if they conclude that they have lost control over it they have said this here here was uh adam schiff i played a little bit of this earlier i'm going to re-rack it adam schiff on uh cbs tv and uh he's asked about this leaked document 
and listen to what he thinks the solution should be. In light of what has been reported about a possible decision on Roe v. Wade, you have called for the court to be expanded. How so? Well, I think the court is now the most unrepresentative body in the United States. It is a socially conservative court that has moved in a partisan direction uh, to enact a partisan agenda. Uh, And it's the result of Mitch McConnell withholding a justice uh, when Barack Obama was president uh, and then forcing through a justice uh, in the waning days before the election uh, with uh, President Trump. Uh, As a result, uh, the court is now stacked in the socially conservative way. Uh, And I think it needs to be unstacked. Does the Supreme Court still have integrity as an institution? Unstacked. It needs to be unstacked. What what does that mean? So you got to find progressives to stuff onto the court. Is that the idea? He doesn't explain that. Uh, I think, sadly, most Americans now view the court uh, as they should in the wake of this draft opinion uh, as no longer a conservative legal court but merely a partisan one. The court has Why? become, sadly, a partisan institution. How? Like every other. That was not what the court was intended to be. But How did it... How? Why? What examples in the, in the draft point to this being a partisan court? What, he doesn't ever explain it. He just calls it a partisan court. That's all he does. Who's actually undermining confidence in our institutions at this point? But this is why... John Daniel Davidson said that if if they don't control the body, then they will destroy it. Whenever the left feels they have lost control of an institution, then they try to destroy it. That's why it was always about the Supreme Court. The, the court says this, got to go with the court. The court says that other thing. Well, now the court's getting ready to say something else. And now all of a sudden, oh, we can't listen to the court on this. Now all of a sudden... After 50 years of liberals running the show on the Supreme Court, now all of a sudden, we have some questions about the credibility. It is the result, I think, of these decisions by McConnell and Trump. Uh, And the result is that the court is now in a position to force on America um, a policy regarding abortion that America does not agree with, that puts women's women's health at risk, uh, and I think is disastrous for the country. Again, there's no... There is no federal, the repeal of Roe v. Wade or Casey does not create a federal mandate. It literally reverts back to the states and everybody gets to choose what they want to do. Will House Democrats who have power in your respective branch of government do anything between now and November's elections on the Supreme Court front? I don't know the answer to that. I know that we will take up uh, legislation to protect Roe versus Wade. I think that's the first order of business. Yeah, maybe uh, could have done have that. I hope that some of these senators today. that uh, bought these assurances uh, from these Supreme Court nominees when they were before the Senate under oath that they would respect precedent, having seen those promises betrayed, would support legislation now to codify Roe and uh, and do what's necessary to overcome the filibuster to do it. There you go. They're gonna and so they want to blow up the, the the Senate filibuster as well. See, when they lose control over an institution. They want to destroy it. There's a word for that. What's that word? Starts with an I, rhymes with insurrection, I think. Mm